test? No, I don't want to do a test. I want to start the recording. You don't want to do a test? You just want to start the recording? Hello. <laughs> Hello, podcasters and podcast listeners. Welcome to Home Cookery and Other Sense. We're Nick and Ashley. Here to talk about caramelized onion. Onion. <laughs> rosemary chicken thighs. There was rosemary in this? There sure was. It was one of the key flavors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of opinions and none of it's about the rosemary. Yes. Yes, this is a recipe that we found on Pinterest, that I found on Pinterest. I don't find anything. And no, That's he, not true. He finds all kinds of stuff, but I find <laughs> stuff on Pinterest. Like, by just whoever posts anything. You know, it's you can do anything you want. It's Pinterest. Um, We've so, talked about that before. <laughs> yeah. So I found this recipe the, you know, the other, like, two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, something like that, because mm. I was looking for something different to cook on a weeknight, and I thought, reading this, that it was going to be, like, a 30 to 45 minute recipe. Which seemed good and doable. Lol. Yeah, so if anybody else has ever caramelized onions, you may know that it takes longer than 20 minutes to caramelize onions. You might already be laughing at the thought of it being a caramelized onion that she thought was 30 minutes. Yes. The, re- <laughs> the recipe tells you to caramelize the onions for 20 minutes. Well, you're getting into the meat and potatoes. Are you just starting off this show already? And it's... You... <laughs> caramelize... So, car- let's... For the people that maybe don't know this, a caramelized onion is like a... Is it with sugar and caramel and it goes on a lollipop? No. It's... So, it's like a brown it's brown like all the sh- the liquid and sh- you, most you. of the liquid has been cooked out of the onion to the point where it's super shriveled and condensed like you if we took like four big onions and it turned into like just the bottom of a 12 inch skillet not even covering not, not, the whole bottom much. right probably so went, shriveled four cut like sliced onions to Maybe, maybe half a, a cup. Yeah, maybe when we were done. Maybe half a cup, right? So it's like jam at that point. Yeah, and it's delicious. If you've ever been to In and Out and you didn't get caramelized onions, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Yeah, and there's different levels of caramelized too, so you can caramelize them less or more. But basically, if your onions not like brown and super small compared to what it was it gets pretty sticky it's probably not caramelized it's probably just sauteed at that point like there's translucent onion right where you can kind of see through it and it's it's not white or yellow anymore oh and it's kind of soft like that is not caramelized no so while we're talking about different types of onions i learned the other day the difference between like a sauteed and a sweated onion because it's a different thing didn't know that did you Mm. so there are recipes that say to sweat your onions yeah and that means to throw them into a pan with no fat and just let the natural moisture of the onions sweat out oh yeah yes sauteing is is usually done in in like like oil or butter or something so a sweated onion, when it says to sweat your onions, you should put it in a cold or just barely warm pan with nothing in it and let the onion 
make its own moisture. Yeah. I've never done that before because I've never understood what the difference was. <laughs> so, yeah, well, there's a difference. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we were caramelizing onions. I was learning about sweating onions, and yeah, we talk about onions a lot. I think this yes, episode. this episode has a lot to do with onions. Which, if you don't like onions, I don't really know how you're like living your life like what Ooh, what do I, you eat what do you do i used to not eat onions for the longest time you knew me when i didn't eat i onions. did know him and i was like but everything tastes better with onions in it i mean it does now that i appreciate <laughs> onions but i didn't appreciate onions then so i i believe me i was the kid that would order the happy meal with all the little tiny onions removed Specifically and if they weren't McDonald's if, is what she's if they were not removed i would make my parents scrape the onions off the burger i guess that's what a happy meal is is specifically mcdonald's oh yes before i would eat the burger and they would they would fuck it up all the time because nobody else wants a burger with no onions except for stupid kid me oh that's why i always ordered chicken nuggets because your parents weren't nice enough to scrape the onions off for you? No, because I always fucked it up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, enough times of... Usually because we were eating fast food in the car. So what are you going to do? Oh, scrape it yeah, into the yeah. bag? We, it like, was no, at home. fuck that. Yeah. Yes. So just get chicken nuggets and shut the fuck up. Fair. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could, But I love... The point is, I love nothing more when I'm very hungover... Or just, like, not in the mood for, like, real food to eat is then to eat those stupid freeze-dry little mini, like, shitty onions that they put on their Happy Meal burgers. Well, they go on the regular burgers, too. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, if you get a quarter pounder. Well, no, the cheeseburgers that you always get. Don't say if you get a quarter pounder. The Happy Meal burgers are the basic cheeseburgers. It's the same burger. But. If you get a real burger from McDonald's, like a quarter pounder. I do. Sometimes they're pretty good. Oh, you have been going to McDonald's for eight years or more since we've been together, like, re- regularly. Yes, re- pretty regularly. It's sad. And it's sad, but we'll, we'll not... Everybody pretended we didn't just say this, um, but it's you have it's gotten... The, it's you the have flavor that you know. A quarter pounder, <laughs> probably, I could count... On two hands, mm-hmm. in eight plus years, the number of times you've gotten a quarter pounder. Yeah. Because so I have to act, be in a specific Don't way. act like you get quarter pounders all the time and you're disappointed by the real onions. No. Instead of freeze-dried garbage that's so delicious. No. I just have to know that when I order a quarter pounder, when I'm in that specific mood to be a little kid who wants to be a grown-up, that's because that's what a quarter pounder's for. Yeah, but then you just get a filet of fish. Oh, but I do love that filet of fish. Unless you get it from the McDonald's near us, because they're always, they're always air out, quotes out. out of filet of fish. Like they Every just time. don't want to fucking make they it. They don't want to make it. And I'm like, like, what if I was Catholic and it was a Sunday? Like what? Friday. Friday. Oh shit! I don't know anything about the Catholic religion. <laughs> Clearly. Then you get the. <laughs> That's right, Filet of Fish Friday. Then you get the Mick Hawaiian Burger, which is grilled pineapple with a slice of American cheese melted on top. Yes, that was a real thing. And they thought that Filet of Fish would lose to that. Like, there was a contest across the country to see, like, it was, like, regional. It was was just two restaurants. I'm sorry, yes, it was in the same region, right? They were, yeah, they were in the same, they were in the same market. Yes. It was two restaurants in the same general area that had a heavy catholic population 
so they could get a good number. And the Flay of Fish sold out on the first night for like the whole weekend test. It sold out yeah. on the Friday. But people were then, betting uh, that the pineapple was no, going to win. Ray Kroc was betting. The, oh, no, okay. Well, the, the pseudo founder true. of McDonald's <laughs> was betting. True. And then when his thing lost, he never acknowledged it like the child that he was. Oh, yeah. He just kind of didn't say anything. And then they started selling filet of fish. Yeah. He never admitted that he lost. So the big corporate idiot. CEO didn't well, know shit about anything. Lost out to the guy that was actually running a restaurant. Go Big figure. fucking surprise. Yeah. But their freeze-dried little shitty onions are amazing. Yeah, they're delicious. Those are not caramelized. That was the point I was trying to make. <laughs> that I always hated onions as a kid, but now I can't imagine a McDonald's burger without those shitty little onions. Yeah, they're, they're kind of the point. It's the perfect fucking thing. I, I challenge anybody to be like, a McDonald's cheeseburger is not the perfect fucking thing. Now, how do you feel about pickles on those burgers well, yeah, specifically? Pickles, the pickles and the onions. I don't know who's making the, the burgers near us, but the fucker is lazy as shit. And they just take three pickles, slap them in the middle, and don't spread them out at all. I get all my pickle in one bite. Pisses me off every time. You know what? I actually like that. No, because I want it throughout <laughs> the burger. Why do you want... Just one massive pickle bite. I don't know. I like it, though. Ah, I like it. I'm like, oh, here comes... You're the one working there. I'm like, oh, here comes the pickle bite. Oh, yeah, pickle Ah, bite. Like, it's... Pickle It's not good food. Everyone knows it's not good food. But it's the thing that you want. Do you know who doesn't know that McDonald's isn't good food? McDonald's. Because they keep trying to be good food. Yeah, they keep trying to be, like, gourmet bullshit. Like, oh, remember when they tried the, like, gourmet... Like, three different gourmet burgers that you can get. Like, sriracha bacon and honey cheese. And And you're like... Choose your bun. And you're like, yeah, can I just get a fucking cheeseburger? No, I'll have the basic fucking cheeseburger. cheeseburger that you've been making since the 50s. (laughs) The 40s, whatever. Give me the shit that you shit out your fart hole like every two seconds i just want want that that. (laughs) want that none of your burgers need or have caramelized onions and that's exactly how it should be i know what i'm getting i know what your brand is mcdonald's like i know you better than you and i know what i want when i go to you know your place know your place it's it's 2 a.m mcdonald's as an adult always involves alcohol there's not an instance where you're getting mcdonald's and you aren't hungover or already drunk or Mm. on your way to being drunk the only exception to that rule is if i'm sick like with a cold oh you want no you always want mac and cheese usually but if i have to like get something out Oh. And I and I because I don't want something that's gonna have too much flavor in it because my sinuses are all messed up and everything tastes funky. I'm like I just want something that I know, and McDonald's is like it's always the same. It's always the same everywhere. <laughs> I just want that. Except nothing tastes. Some of them have better buns than others. That's the only yeah. difference. Some of them have staler buns. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, something's, like, wrong if you're ordering McDonald's. You're either drunk or you're sick. <laughs> you're drunk, you're previously drunk, or you're sick. 
Yeah, pretty much. Or 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 you're like you're six. in a hurry to get somewhere, and like McDonald's is the only thing on the way, and you just and want like, like a I quick... just gotta fucking stop and get something now. You're going to your in-laws' house, and they never have any food, so you have to get food before you go to their house. Or you're going to your vegan's friend's house, or... <laughs> That's... You're going to a party where you know that there's not going to be food until, like, three hours later, and then it's all going to be appetizers. Yes, and you're like, I just need something to, like, pad my stomach so that I can drink on top I'm of it. I'm going to drink for three hours before food comes out. But you don't want to eat, like, a whole thing. You just want, so, like... McDonald's. A little, like, a little stupid cheeseburger. That's... They, that should be their slogan. McDonald's, little stupid cheeseburgers. Little stupid cheeseburgers. And the best fries. You know what? Yeah, yeah, best fries. Their fries are fucking awesome. I mean, it's a bummer that they stopped doing the animal lard in the fries. I know they stopped doing it because people, they weren't, like, disclosing that, and people were getting upset because they didn't want to eat animal products. So now they just have beef flavoring that's technically vegan. Yes. Yeah, you know what the funny thing is? Thanks, though? vegetarians. <laughs> now we have to have chemically flavored French fries. But, I mean, they already were, I'm sure, but. <laughs> yeah, but. Well, number one, they're not as good as when they used to have beef chow. Number two, my sister, who has a dietary restriction to dairy and like whey products, galac- lactose products, she used to be able to eat their fries and when they changed the formula she stopped being able to eat the oh, fries. Did they add like milk product They to added it? some kind of way oh. to it to get the flavor somehow, you know, to get the the Whoa. beef tallow flavor. And I'm like, that's a bummer. That's the only reason that I like so acutely know this happened. Well the fact that I know she's listening, I'm gonna put this out there now. Can you eat the fries now? Send us a random text message when you eventually listen to this podcast and tell me if you can eat the fries now. Because their dietary blah blah blahs have changed. Oh, that's right. It does change. Since they found out new things. I don't think so. I don't think so. But um, You know who you are. Text me if you can. Or if you can't. I'm curious Ma- now. Maitland. My sister Maitland. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna fucking uh, uh, joke this? Uh, yes, I'm gonna bros if this this Okay. Give everyone a weirdo name. That's very obvious. That's very obvious and similar to their real name. That's fine. Uh, but anyway, she's... Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she still can't eat it. But yeah, she does have this rare disease that, like, is so rare that, like, nobody knows anything about it until very recently. So they're still kind of figuring out what people can eat. And then some... That have it. And, and like apparently some people can eat some things and some... I don't know. Yes, depending on the genetic variant you have, you can eat more things than other people and it was like it's really interesting yeah it's really weird changed and it's really weird she used to be able because it's like because you tell if you tell people oh my sister's lactose intolerant they're like oh Oh, so she can't eat cheese at all like fart and have bad diarrhea well that too but also they're just like so she can't have cheese milk incorrect she can actually have dry cheeses because the lactose has been aged out of the cheese. But that's also, again, a new thing. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. So it's very weird because for so most t- of our like young lives... Like 10 years ago, she, if you'd ask that question, it was dairy, hardcore, no. Nothing dairy. And now it's dairy... But now it's, she can eat like Parmesan cheese uh, and like the, other dry cheeses. The hardest like cheese to get into for your first cheese. Oh, Parmesan is delicious. Oh, 
If that was the first the thing you ever The hardest cheese to get into is like Gouda. Well, no, if if you've never had cheese. cheese at all. Parmesan's delicious. Oh, no, it's so... I mean, it's delicious, but it's really aggressive no, if you're not. not used to... It just tastes like if salt. You, if you haven't worked your way up from like fucking craft singles and stuff, it's a, it's a palate boom. Give us a comment if you've ever thought that Parmesan cheese was a harsh cheese. Because I don't say it was a harsh cheese. I don't even understand this comment. (laughs) But (laughs) I would think like sharp cheddar. It's all relative. Remember when we talked about Thai food and for like Thai people, a four is like a mild because they grew up eating a shitload of spicy food. I guess I just but always for, had Parmesan in my life because my parents loved me. Yeah, but you also always had milk and cheddar and Swiss and all of these other dairy things. And then you build up to it. Okay. Oh my God. I feel like I ate Parmesan when I was probably negative. Well, so did I, but it was the shitty powder stuff. It's okay. So the worst. But yeah. <laughs> um, ah. Don't use powdered cheese. Anyway, cheese is good. That's also the wrong statement. Don't use powdered cheese. It depends on the recipe. Some recipes are Some built around recipes it. recipes you have to... If you're going to make chicken wings and you want them to be Parmesan chicken wings, we have tried both. Do not use freshly grated Parmesan because no, it will not work. Doesn't stick in doesn't flavor. Doesn't stick. You have to use the shitty powdered craft bullshit cheese or it won't stick. I guess we could just try shredding real Parmesan finer. But that's I don't think it'll stick because it's it doesn't have the preservative shit on it that makes it glom on to other stuff. And that's the same issue that we've had with that fucking mushroom pasta that we've made like three times. Because mm-hmm. we keep messing it up. And the most recent one we used fresh Parmesan and the recipe specifically calls for pre-grated Pre-grated because it has the sticky It has the binder that, binder it was, that the it. sauce was built around. Yes. But if you're just going to put it on your food as a topper, stop it with that canned shit. It's not, it's just... Bottled, canned, It's in like, it's in a plastic thing, but yes, don't do that. The shit you get from the pizzeria, don't do that. Yes. It belongs on shitty pizza and nothing else. Oh, it doesn't belong on pizza. Yeah, you can put it on shitty pizza. What? Yeah, yeah, you've never done that? Oh, with the... the, little little shaker dude? Yeah... I don't, I feel, I like respect pizza places more when they don't give you that shit because it's, I don't want that. I just want your pizza to be good. I don't want to put shitty Parmesan and shitty red pepper flakes on it. Oh, yeah. No, I just want your pizza to taste good without shit. Like, like fine, that's like a fine dining concept and and very like commonplace now and we kind of take it for granted that if you go to a nice place to eat. They don't put there's, salt and pepper. There's nothing. There's no condiments on the table. Because they're like, we'll because, bring out the food the right way. Because all the food should be flavored and prepared for you to eat it. It's very French. Without you having to season it. Yeah, it is kind of like a French idea. Um, but a lot of cultures have that. Like Japanese sushi. No, they give you, you can, soy sauce. You can so. dip it in soy sauce. But like all the condiments you get at like an American sushi place, it's like... Nah. No, 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 no. Like, they what don't are, do that. What are all the condiments? You get, like, was, like fake wasabi and ginger and, uh, like, sauces and um, and soy sauce. What other... 
and they put like other like you know some of the some of them have like uh like chili oil or like hot sauce or isn't that more for the places that do like also give you ramen options and so i know from watching a bunch of shit on youtube that a lot of japanese restaurants in japan maybe not the high-end ones but your average one will still give you wasabi and ginger and soy sauce on the table as an option i mean like i mean like fine dining sushi yes like if you go to a what is it called um omikase i think is what it's called chef's choice yeah you go to like an omikase which is the chef will serve you the sushi, like the fresh sushi of the day, with rice or whatever, and the they will put whatever they'll develop it sauce and, yeah. or lemon juice or whatever they think will go with that fish on it. Whatever and the right amount is, you you eat it like that, or you get out. Like they're gonna be really insulted if you try to do something else. It's like putting ketchup on a steak. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's like an extreme example I can think of of that kind of thing, but we have that in our modern restaurants all the time, though. Like, there's just, there's no, unless you go to, like, Marie Callender's or, like, Mimi's, which, I don't know why you're going there unless you're what over you mean? the there's age of so many 65. chain restaurants, super high quality. Yeah. Ugh. Um, IHOP, where they give you the three different, or is it four now? All the syrups oh and the ketchup and the sugar. Oh. If it's cheap enough that they can put it on your table, you don't really want it on your food. Like Nothing says quality flight home. Like rush eating IHOP before a two and a half hour flight. <sighs> Not speaking from experience, but I totally am. IHOP's gross. Oh, it's just... Flavor Town. It's so disgusting. It's terrible. Um. But it, it holds a special place in my heart for when I want really bad pancakes. I never want really bad pancakes. You never want really bad anything. That's why I don't get any dinosaur chicken nuggies. There's nothing wrong with a good dinosaur chicken nugget. I just, well, the thing that's... You have more respect for yourself than I do? The thing that's wrong with it is that it's terrible for you and that's well, yeah. why we don't buy them. Uh, I mean, that's what you think. There's like three boxes in the fridge right now. No, there aren't. I would see no, them. Our not. fridge is tiny. It is. And they would be in the freezer. Shush. Anyway. I don't need your logic. Anyway. Speaking of chicken. We're going to talk about chicken thigh recipe today. Is it chicken thighs? No, it's not. It's not uh, It's not Denal. It's Risha the cook. Who's Risha? She's the person who put this recipe up on Pinterest. Is and she the she, cook? She seems to be... Based on her other recipes and just her, like, profile picture, she seems to be of some kind of Indian descent. I am guessing and making a, dis- making a stereotype based on what I'm seeing. It's just disclaimer. So, and, and I'm doing that because I just was interested to see, like, why does this, why does this person think that, that what they're doing makes sense? And I went, maybe... Maybe to give this person the benefit of the doubt, there is some, this is like some cultural dish that we're just not aware of and they're doing something that we just don't understand to make it happen. You know when you see something? No. I I don't know. You know when you see something that's like, 
Asian is the best example. Just anything like Chinese food, and they do something crazy, and you you watch the video, and you're like, that looks amazing, and then you try to replicate it, and you just cannot, and you're like, well, ancient Chinese secret, right? Like, MSG. <laughs> I don't fucking know, but but legitimately, like maybe I don't know because I don't have, like the cultural context, and I'm I haven't made this type of thing or done this cooking technique or whatever it might be either way i don't know how she caramelized onions in 20 minutes <laughs> because you can't i don't know how you would do that but either way i'm gonna risha the cook doesn't have a last name i tried to find it her name's risha the cook i'm gonna save my opinion on these uh caramelized onions until we really get going we're only 25 minutes in and Oh, we still I haven't, haven't even I haven't, told you what we're going to talk about today. I haven't built up enough head of steam yet to fully express my feelings on this recipe. We're going to talk about show structure. We're gonna Oh, talk show about, structure. We're going to talk about first Nothing impressions. Nothing gets me harder than talking about <laughs> show structure. We're going to talk about first impressions. We're going to talk about shopping for the food. We're going to talk about cooking the food, tasting the food, and then we're going to rate the recipe based on ease of use taste satisfaction not only how tasty is it but how close is it to what you wanted it to taste like cost effectiveness what the fuck factor what's unique about this recipe and leftover ability tm nick and ashley (laughs) home cookery in other sense (laughs) you can't copyright a word i trademarked it um yeah And that's going to be the show. So this recipe that we try to make is, it's just caramelized onions spread over roasted chicken thighs with a honey rosemary perfume. Perfume. Is how I would describe it because you're not eating the rosemary or the honey necessarily. You're just, I mean, you're eating the honey, but it's like. You're, well, we didn't, well. We actually didn't use the honey. I would next time, but. It's like you're just you're flavoring things. The with rosemary the honey is and supposed rosemary. to flavor the the broth and the onion water. Yeah, you're roasting the chicken. You're you're kind of braising the chicken. That's how it was supposed to happen. Yeah, we had to really on the spot doctor this recipe to make it work. Did we? Because we were just, we were trying to do it, and we're like, this is not... We had a lot of time to figure it out, though. (laughs) Definitely at least 20 minutes, minimum. Just looking at the recipe going, how is this supposed to work and be good? So, we yeah, we really had to mess with it. And that's why I picked this one to talk about, because sometimes recipes can have a good, like, heart idea, but they just don't have good instructions, and you really have to, like critically look at it and kind of apply techniques you know from other dishes that you've made to make this to make it work so first impressions honey good rosemary good garlic and ginger good what is this ginger garlic paste question mark thing that you wrote down here yeah there's a there's a one of the ingredients in this is ginger garlic paste oh that's how you definitely know it's some sort of asian or indian you know that that's an actual like (laughs) Yeah. condiment right yeah i was like okay like, so this you, is like a thing that exists yeah you like can buy well uh, around here you just buy it on amazon but it's literally a a jar of a blend of ginger and garlic paste mm. uh, which 
some chefs that I've watched, only one. Let's not say some. One chef that I watched that actually talked Kenji? about it. I don't know if it was Kenji, Bridget? actually. Tila? No, I, I feel been. like it was Kenji. But... Uh, but they were saying that it's actually, it's not the same as pastifying ginger and garlic. There's something about the blending with the other stuff that it, it's a unique, like, it's, what's, what's the example I'm looking for here? Where it's like, you could totally do this, but it's not the same. Um, well, we totally just grated ginger and garlic. And it totally is good. Because I just have a thing for fresh ginger and garlic as opposed to using the squirt stuff. Oh, oh well, you know what? We ended up using the squeezed ginger because we ran out of fresh ginger. We did do that. We did. No, well, we half ran out and half got annoyed and tired at grating it ourselves. That's right. I grated as much as I could. And, and then, then you got it right down to the nubby nubs-ish. I was like... And you're like, fuck this. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't want to cut my hand on this microplane. And then, like, literally, like, Oh, yeah, two that weeks... was that night. No, no, no. Oh, different night? Different. Yeah. Then literally, like, two weeks later, or just... It's like two weeks later. It was, like, very recent. I was... Not even using the damn microplane, but washing it with just washing it in the sink with a sponge. And I've literally, like, my hand slipped and I punched the microplane with my, like, my hand slipped off and all my knuckles punched the microplane. She microplaned her, her fingers. I, I have, like, it's like I grated. It's still pretty bad. Yeah, it's two really big scars on my finger. <laughs> like, I tried to zest my fucking finger you did zest your fucking finger <laughs> yeah it hurt and it sucked <laughs> and i was like that was the fuck. oh that was the same day that i mandolined my finger no that was the day after that was the day after yes you mandolined gotcha. your finger the night before and then we were making dinner the next day and, and i punched the microplane in the middle of we're cooking doing good should we really be around sharp things <laughs> i was like fuck uh <laughs> so yeah, we hurt ourselves. Not professionals, everyone. Remember. Nope. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I thought the flavor profile of this recipe looked really interesting. I mean, it's an interesting idea. Um, looking at it in retrospect, looking at the recipe and at the other recipes that this author's written, I'm like, okay, this has some kind of like Indian basis. And I, I, I really appreciate that because I like the, the flavors and I get that it's like, that's why it's something unique to me. It's culturally unique. Um, and I just haven't... Like, I've had Indian food, but I haven't had anything like this. I've had mostly curries and various stereotypical Indian foods. My first impression, because I didn't get to read this until the day we were making it, was... nobody know, Whoever wrote this recipe does not know how time works. <laughs> Uh, because I read it and then read it again and then read it and then I'm like, I missed a step. There's a step I missed in there. No, I didn't no. miss a step. And um, yeah, time apparently isn't a thing in Indian kitchens. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. She's like, yeah, my grandma just walked in while I was sauteing the onions and then they turned into caramelized. It was probably like 20 minutes. It's like 20 minutes. Yeah, I caramelized four onions in 20 minutes. With the, a, 
with the lid on. Put the lid on it, and like 20 yes, minutes later. Which also doesn't work. 20 minutes. Like, I don't know. It was 20 minutes. Yeah. But also not a criticism of the Indian people. They they just have big families and hang out with them, which is nice. Fine. <laughs> apparently in this kitchen, apparently water absorbs into grits faster on your stovetop than any other stovetop in the world. And you can caramelize onions in 20 minutes. Yeah. My Cousin Vinny reference, in case you want to go watch that movie. I'm not going to say a wonderful movie, but it's fun. It's pretty fun. It's Joe Pesci, it's but he's not shooting everybody. It's weird. It is Joe Pesci. It's a good Joe Pesci. It's I didn't think I was going to like it, but no. I did. I don't like anything. And no. I, I thought it was pretty good. You, so. you do hate everything. It's pretty annoying. It's a pretty good, it's a ringing endorsement from me that I didn't hate it. <laughs> That's like a... A minus right there if Ashley says I didn't hate it. It's pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. It's like in that's how I feel about Encanto. I was like, you know I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I, I okay. I, I see I don't have this a, was trying to be a thing. I too don't have a strong desire to watch it again anytime soon. You know what? I actually would watch that again. I'd watch I it again, but are you gonna it. go watch it next week? Like No. No, you need a little bit of... You're like, okay. Yeah. Enough months have it's not, passed. It's nothing world-changing or groundbreaking, but I For liked us, it okay. Somebody is blowing their fucking mind and well, they're watching it. Every maybe week. they should watch more stuff. Uh, it's just children. <laughs> children love whatever's new for them. Yeah. But there's plenty of adults that are just like happy with mediocre art. And I, don't, I wish I was. I don't really get it. I can enjoy a lot more things. Anyway, back to this recipe. I I looked at this and went, oh, this sounds like the easiest recipe ever. I'll plan a side for it. So I was, you know. Cause oh, yeah. Because usually I don't, usually we just go, oh, we'll just have salad with it and that'll be the side. Because, like, you can't just eat meat and nothing else. That's you not going to be a filling dinner. It's not going to fill you up. And if you eat meat with salad, that will fill you up as long as it's a leafy green salad with very fibrous, like, greens. It will fill you up, but not if you're going to drink. Like, you're going to get hungry. So, yeah, that's kind of the thing. So, I was like, you know, so I'll try to plan side sometimes, and this time I planned a carby orzo, like, cheesy orzo side. And I was like, oh, you know what? That would be really good with that. Like, you know, I feel like the flavor, the flavor, flavor profiles would have played together really nicely. But either way, that did not happen. We did not make that side because... Everything kind of went out the window when we started cooking this, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, um, most of the meat and potatoes of the rest of the show is going to be for in cooking. So, let's move on to shopping. It's cheap. It's onions. Oh, super cheap. You probably got mm-hmm. like six of them going bad in your kitchen right now. Go make some caramelized onions with See, them. See, you only have six, you only have four onions going bad in your kitchen right now if you're like over 40 and you just buy stuff that you don't need every time you go to the store. There's a lot of people that aren't over 40 that do that too. I don't think there are. Sure there is. Why why would you do that? Because uh, you're bad at shopping. I don't get it. I don't hmm. get it. We're talking specifically about both of our mothers right now who go to the store. One of them may listen to this podcast. I love you. I don't know. If she's, I don't know. But anyway. both. Somebody's going to tell her about it. That's the funny part. Both of them have... You both do do this. Yeah, so every time they go to the store, ever, like forever since I was... Still to this day. A child will go to the store with, like, 
my mom has a list, but... Oh, mine, mine does too. She just doesn't write it down. Okay, so there's a list, but then they'd go down every aisle in the entire grocery store. And yet they remember everything that's on the list. And they just buy stuff. Like, they just are like, well, we are, we're out of this, and we need more of this, and I need more onions because I need two, more, two onions every week, obviously. And then it just rots in the bottom of their fridge because they don't end up using it. Because that week they don't have enough recipes using onions. like Or just shit happens and you didn't cook it. Yeah. Or you planned. <laughs> Which, that happens to us. We plan stuff. We buy ingredients. Yeah, they go bad. And I feel bad when that happens. Because it's I wasted it's always money. Chicken. It's chicken or, or, or vegetables. It's always chicken. And like I wasted money on that. And it's or bad pork. now. And I can't eat that. And nobody can eat that. Chicken and pork. Those are the two. So, Every time. <laughs> yeah, so I feel really bad about food waste like that and just try to avoid it, you know, because I don't well, I don't need to spend money on things that I don't need that week, you know? Yep. So I just, it doesn't, like, make sense in my brain why people, I'm not, and I'm, sh- I'm positive they're not unique. Like, I'm sure there's oh, tons no. of people so out there. So many people that do this. That do this, and I don't get why you wouldn't just make... A consi- like make a list for you, just, for your week and just buy that stuff. Go and get the exact things that you need on the list and nothing else. Like to be fair, we'll we'll be in an aisle looking for something we need and see something and we'll be like grab stuff. Oh, and... like maybe we probably need this too or whatever. But it's or... but we're not going down every aisle in the store. It takes half an hour. Oh, we're I, done. I know the times that I go down every aisle. I'm usually probably really high and. Looking to kill time. You're just bored, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just walking down every aisle, and that's how I find out I got weird shit at my grocery store. But I do that, like, once, maybe twice a year. Yes, now that he works, like, every day. Yeah, I don't get to do that anymore. It's probably, it's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just don't really get it. I don't oh, get Oh, I do the... it in the morning, too, when you're sleeping. Okay. I go to Target now, and I just, welcome to Target. And just walk around. <laughs> that's why you get random shit for breakfast sometimes. Well, that's fun. I do enjoy random shit for breakfast. Yeah, because usually I end up getting fruit that we never get to eat during the week because we don't make the time. The time to eat fruit. I don't have the energy. Uh, well, we've been buying apples the last couple of weeks. Just like a pack of apples and we've been eating those in the morning. How does that relate to caramelized onions? It doesn't, but it's a good idea. Especially yeah. if you're trying to quit coffee. Yeah, it helps. Apples help. It Specifically makes me, it apples. It makes me feel better. <laughs> it makes me feel great. I've uh, Since I went to the emergency room a couple weeks ago, I've been... I mean, even before that, I was weaning off coffee during the weekdays because I just oh, didn't... Oh, yeah, you went pretty hardcore off. I just didn't need it. I, I didn't feel like I needed it. My blood pressure is starting to creep up. In my old age of fucking 30 years old, my blood pressure is starting to creep up. So I'm like, you know what? I don't need coffee. We're going to get rid of it. I'm not going to drink it except for like a cup on the weekend maybe, you know. And I, yeah, I mean, I pretty much kept to that. And then, yeah, since the since the emergency room, I was just like, fuck it. I'm no more coffee until the week, and like maybe one day on the weekend. <laughs> Usually just on Sunday. But it's like, I went like cold turkey. And the I apples tried, really it gave me headaches. Well, he doesn't have high blood pressure yet, so. Yes, I do. You do? Of course I do. 
Oh, well, what problem don't you have? Um... <laughs> well, stop drinking fucking coffee. Hold on, wait. What problem don't I have? Um... You don't have diabetes yet. Yeah, see? Doing great for now. <laughs> so, we went shopping. It's very cheap. I'm trying to rush this along so I can complain more about onions in the proper yes, section. Yes, yes. Double... Okay, so sweet onions. Sweet the recipe, onions. this particular recipe, as you will see in the description of this episode, link. Um, this recipe calls for just like regular yellow onions. I decided to use sweet onions because for me, if you're going to caramelize an, an you onion, you, you can double down on the sweet if you get sweet onions. Or Vidalia onions, if you can find those. But yeah, just sweet onions are great for this. It's 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 like such a unique sweetness the onions have. Um, if you oh, especially for like dark meat, so like chicken legs, chicken thighs, chicken thighs, chicken wings. I know that's not technically dark meat, but it's it not. It looks like dark meat. It's not breast meat. I mean, for any chicken, we always recommend get good. Sp- Spend the extra money, get good chicken, get air-chilled chicken if you can. I feel like it really applies for some of the dark meat, though, because um, in the dark meat, I feel like you get... And people have the ickies because of all the connective tissue that you get in the dark meat sometimes. The ickies. You get the ickies about the thigh meat. It's like, why would you eat that? It's like awful. Um... It's not, just, you know, but if you get better quality, it doesn't have, like, if you get the organic, it doesn't have as much connective tissue. I swear it doesn't. It's just better. They might spend a little extra time cutting it up for you. I don't know if that's true or not, but... I don't know, but in my experience, it does feel like the meat is, the meat quality is better. It When you cook it, it doesn't shrink as much. It doesn't release as much liquid. And it doesn't have as much yuckies in it <laughs> when you eat it. <laughs> um, and this is something where you really want the thigh because you really want, like, the... You want the bone-in skin on. You want the fattiness under the skin. You want the crispiness of the skin. And you want the um, the flavor from the bone. It's, it's just, like, you want more of a... Like, if you want chicken to taste like chicken, you need to eat dark meat. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> what do you mean? Chicken breast tastes like chicken. It tastes like nothing. It tastes like whatever you put on it. Yeah, it tastes like nothing. If you like if you like the taste of chicken, like chicken noodle no, soup. No, I like the taste chicken. of... Chicken. I like the taste of barbecue sauce, and this is a vehicle for which to eat it. That society doesn't judge me. Oh my god. Chicken thighs are like the most flavorful piece of chicken. Um... And you should get skin on bone in for this one. It really works. Get organic. Organic. You can cheat it like we did and get the squeezed ginger. You can buy a bottle of squeezed ginger. Um, it's much easier than grating ginger. Yeah, but eh, it's I not mean, as good as fresh ginger. It's not as good. We used to use it exclusively because I was really lazy. We used to use that and the, and the oh and the jarred garlic. jarred garlic exclusively, and just it's not as good at all. It's not. It's worth the extra effort. Even if you cut up your hand on a microplane. Yeah, I would do it. And you might get some of your skin in the food. That's how you. That's that's what chefs call love. Yeah. In the food. Anytime a chef says it was made with love, that means some of their skins in there. Piece of their fingers in there. You know they really care about you. 
Um, oh, sirens. Uh, they're not showing up on the recording. Ooh, we just heard some sirens because we live way too close to the main road. Yay! Yep. <laughs> One day they're going to do construction there, but we don't know when. Yeah, that's Yay. supposed to be soon. That's going to be shitty. It's never going to happen. Government work. Ugh, Yay. Goddamn. Um, all, all right. right. Anyways, Cooking. Shopping was Yay. easy, cheap. It's chicken and rosemary and onions. What's What else is there? Well, there's broth, but or chicken stock. It's stuff that you put, you either like already, already have, have or, or it's very be, cheap. Or and you're going to be using it for another recipe this week too, guaranteed. Right, right. Um, <laughs> cooking. cooking. You cannot caramelize onions in 20 minutes. I timed it. The recipe says caramelize these onions for 20 minutes and then stick the chicken in there. For another 20 minutes to cook it the rest of the way. No. No, 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 no. You can't caramelize onions in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes, four onions sweated down by nothing. They just stopped being crunchy after 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, maybe... If we look at the picture, they're going for something different. No, they went for a deep caramelized deep brown onion. onion. And there's no amount of cooking in the oven at that point cuz it, it wants you to stick it in the oven to finish it. You can't. You can't. That's not how that works. It just it doesn't work like that. This recipe doesn't even want you to do that. It wants you to like cover it like we roasted it because we were like it didn't want you to stick in the oven am i insane is that just what we did we did that because we were like how do we so it wanted you to caramelize the onions for 20 minutes then stick the chicken thigh in there and And steam it until it was done yeah yep oh my god yeah it just made no sense to us so it wants so it wants you to get this delicious crispy skin on the chicken and then just steam that shit steam in the onion. Steam it onions. into a soggy mess. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And it'll only take you 30 minutes round trip to caramelize four onions. Four large onions. Large. It specifically says large. Four large onions. Like, that's so much onion. It's so much onion. We have a 14-inch skillet, and it filled the entire thing. It's a ton of onion, and it it's reduces t- to nothing when you reduce it. But it takes, I mean, it takes forever. It it took almost an hour. Yeah, it takes a long time. Because you have to not it's burn worth, the onions. It's worth the effort, but it's not 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's totally worth it. But you have to, like, you can't do it on super high because you're going to burn the onions. You got to cook it, you know, medium, maybe. Oh, once oh well once the once the onions have started losing their moisture, you cook it on like uh, low medium low. So like if you have the standard dial one to ten on your stovetop, uh, ten being the highest, one being the lowest, I you're cooking it on like a, a two to three. Once it really starts coming down. If your oven goes the other way, I don't know what you're doing. Wow, if you have an oven that goes 10 to 1, I would like to know who makes that oven. 
They're British. They're on the wrong side of the oven. <laughs> They're cooking on the wrong side of the stove. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we... This recipe, we were just like... Luckily, we didn't try and do it the way it's to do it. No, we were just, I looked at that. We were just like, how do we redo this so that it doesn't suck? I looked at that recipe, and it's trying to be a one-pan recipe, too. That's right, exactly. It wants you to, to basically caramelize the onions and then put the chicken in with the onions. Well, so if you followed it step by step, it was sear the chicken, sear the chicken take it off, caramelize, caramelize the, onions the onions for 20 minutes... Then put, put the, the seared chicken, chicken back the in, onions, like bury the, it in there. With the herbs and, or you know, with the rosemary and the honey, and then steam it. Cook that till it's done. Yeah, so... And then the picture just has the ultimate caramelized, like, deep brown. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's <laughs> no way. Unless somehow that honey that we didn't put on there somehow takes onions... And reduce it like, like a fucking poison to onions or something that they just shrivel into nothing. Like <laughs> I don't know, I don't. know. Or maybe they were caramelizing them in the sense that you put sugar on them, and so now they're sticky. It doesn't say to put sugar on them. Well, the honey is the sugar. Mm. The sweetness, the sugars. That's how they're caramelizing it. But it doesn't make sense when you say caramelized onions. You think of a very specific thing. See, we're, and, we're still trying to like... And 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 40 this. minutes of onion cooking is not caramelized onions. Still trying I, to fathom the, I honestly the logic. Think, I honestly feel like there's like a thing that I'm... A cooking technique that I'm not no. getting here. Because... There's no cooking technique in the world that makes onions caramelize faster than in 20 minutes i mean it, maybe if you were a better cook or something but i don't know how you the, do that without it, burning it them. doesn't come down to being a better cook it's physics right i mean yeah so unless you're putting like aggressive amounts of salt and sugar but then you're not caramelizing the onions then you're putting a sweetening agent on the onion and then sort of pseudo burning it like caramel if you're making which, oh god, if why? you're making carameled onions, why? Which is not caramelized. Why would you do that? Oh know. my god, onions are so sweet. Like why? I don't know why you would ever do that. <laughs> uh, they're super sweet when you when you cook them down. They're just they taste like sugar. Um, I can't imagine adding extra sugar to them. But either way, what we did, our strategy. <laughs> Is we, instead of combining combining pans, we just used separate pans. We used a nonstick pan for the caramelized onions. Oh, it onions, also wants you to use cast iron the whole way through. Which is going to burn your onions. Which is going to ruin your cast iron. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> the, the acidity of the onion will strip away the, um, fuck, what is it? What is it on the cast iron? The... The seal? Or? What is that? The seasoning. Seasoning. The the acidity of the onions will strip away the seasoning that you put onto your cast iron and remove the nonstick qualities of it. You don't cook acidic things like onions in cast iron if you can help it. 
Yeah, it it's crazy. So we used a nonstick for the caramelized onions because we don't like burning our onions. We wanted them to. I caramelize. don't like caramelizing on hard mode. Yeah, exactly. And we wanted maybe to keep... <laughs> I added ten minutes, but we, we wanted to keep the chicken separate. So we we you know if you're gonna roast a chicken, cast iron's a great idea, right? Because you can just you can start it on the stove and then you can put it in the oven. So we seared the chicken on the cast iron pan. And then, um, cut, you know, coated that with the rosemary and we put some like chicken broth, some kind of liquid in the bottom of it to kind of braise it a little bit and then threw it in the oven. We should have added honey at that point and it would have been, <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah. Um, but then we put it in the oven to roast through, like cook the chicken through and that that's why I'm saying that the rosemary kind of perfumes the chicken because yeah. you're not eating the rosemary you're just you're just um you're like the liquid's kind of boiling up and braising with the rosemary in the pan with the chicken and you're getting mm, that nice stickiness you're getting that flavor on the chicken around the chicken kind of absorbs it um yeah i mean so our that was our strategy for doing this and then we kind of just combined everything at the end we took all the flavors and then cooked it right so that you can keep the crispy skin you can you know i mean yeah it's so you, you can, can keep get the, the crispy skin and you can keep so you, you can get the, get the caramelizing the flavor you can get the rosemary flavor we missed out on the honey Sorry, I just looked up how long to caramelize onions, and the Bon Appetit recipe came up, said it was an hour and 15 minutes. Okay, well, there you go. That's that's probably closer to what it took us, and that was to do two onions. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, this was four freaking onions. That's a lot of onions. Which, I can't, okay, I can't but... let it go. It was worth it, but I can't let go of the timing. Four onions sounds like a lot of onions. You need four onions. Uh... If you're caramelizing it. Yeah, but we well, still had a that's lot true. left over. It's true, we had extra. You could do two. Depending on how much chicken you're making, because we only made like. We made chicken for two. If you made chicken for four, you want to use an onion, an onion a person. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I would say that's right. Because you like want to get some onion in every bite with the chicken. Um, but that's you know it's just a little piece of chicken, so it's not nothing crazy. Um. But in general, our our impression from trying to cook this was that the flavor profile and the, the general works. concept of the recipe were really good, but the recipe either sucks or we're just not getting there's what some, they meant to do. There's some technique that we're missing, or they didn't mean caramelized, but the picture looked so... I don't know. Yes. Um, this, but is a then... perfect exa- this is a perfect example of... Somebody that knows how to make a recipe, they can't write a recipe for shit. Yeah, and I can appreciate that because it's very hard to write a recipe. I can't appreciate that, but I understand it. I think it's hard. Um, I've never written a recipe, so I won't speak on it more. <laughs> I think it's hard, and I'd, I'd like I'd always like feedback. Oh yeah, let's plug our website again. I got oh, you plug. I got a couple of recipes for you. We got a new one recently posted. Bon me nachos. Bon me. Two recipes that are not mine that I've mashed into mine. Um, I gave you I give you the original recipes and my 
kind of summation of the recipes to make the nachos. They are amazing. We've made them like a lot of times and they're fucking so good. <laughs> you know, like great, uh, just great appetizer for any party. Like sheet pan nachos, right? Um, and they're on our website at homecookeryandothersins.wordpress.com if you want to go check them out and leave me messages because I mean I'm genuinely interested just you know did you try to make it where did you get confused you know I'm still trying to like learn by trial and error how this works (laughs) but but yeah this is a great example of recipe that is not a very good recipe but it's not very good. The rest, but, but it was... <laughs> the, the directions are bad. The flavors are good. But the concept is so good that we wanted to try to get it to work. And, like, we have... I, this part of why I wanted to do the show, because some recipes are just great and easy, and there's tons of recipes, though, that we find that are, like, you have to work with them and iron them out, and it's kind of something that I find enjoyable to do. Um, it's fr- it can be frustrating, it can be a challenge, but it's it's really cool when you find something that you really like that you wouldn't have thought of, and you're like, well, I'm really co- I'm really glad this this recipe kind of brought this idea to my attention, and then you feel good and accomplished when you come up with a recipe that is good at the end that you had to kind of fix and make better. So it's just like a whole interacting with other people's. Um, art or art or recipes or writing and making it yours. You would have cooked this recipe the way it was written if I wasn't here, wouldn't you? If you weren't here, I would not have made this. But <laughs> I would have made grilled chicken and salad. You know what I mean. Um, I don't, you don't know. know how to, you didn't know about caramelizing onions before I went on like a four hour rant. Um, I would have tried to make it and then it wouldn't have worked and I would have gotten really frustrated. And, and then I would went have back kept, to McDonald's. I would have kept staring at the onions until they caramelized a little bit. I probably would have taken them off before they were appropriately caramelized. And then I would have steamed the chicken and been like, this is disappointing. So it takes two. I mean, I would have not tried this either, but um, I would have gotten the onions right and then fucked everything else up. And then I would have had a nice pan of caramelized onions for dinner. Yeah, it just, it's not... It, it takes two. It takes two. It's a collaborative collaborative process. Um, yeah, but then we tasted it, and it's great i don't have anything really bad to say about this once you do it right it's delicious uh very surprising and delicious there's some things that i would do differently or yeah do to uh improve it and i i just this recipe inspired me so much i had so many ideas while i was cooking it and eating it after the fact i was like oh this would be so cool if we did this and i have some suggestions but uh, recipes like this are just my favorite because they ins- they inspire me to think and create. They suck butt, but they're a great jumping off point for something good. 
Yeah. Uh, I think, so I think the taste, the best thing I can compare this to, and it's like my favorite flavor profile of all time. It's very specific. Is the Hash House of Go-Go in Vegas chicken waffles. There's also was one in San Diego at some point. I think there still is. I don't know. Anyway, Hash House of Go-Go, they make chicken and waffles, and they're the best chicken and waffles in the universe. I mean, at least that I've had so far, but they've got like... The flavor profile is just amazing. It's got a sprig of rosemary in the top. It's It's got honey. Um, and then it has like a little bit of a chipotle mayo kind of thing running down the side. It's So it's just this really perfect balance of sweet and savory and earthy with the rosemary. The, it's because of the rosemary, I think I got like I got that chicken rosemary sugar bomb like it's this insane flavor combination that it's one of my favorite things it's really good when they bring out your food but sometimes they make you wait well there's like one of the most busiest most busiest (laughs) one of the most busiest one of the busiest restaurants in vegas for sure so but their food is so fucking good and they're um uh, mimosas. They have like every Mimosa. juice that you could ever want, and they're delicious. I love it. I love it so much. Um. Anyway, so that and um and we also sprinkled some coarse salt over the top, which we usually don't do. Oh, that was the first time we've ever used our finishing salt. We didn't. We used coarse salt, but we could use finishing salt next time. We didn't use the Morton's finishing no. salt. Why did I open it then? I've opened it for something. We used it for something else that I did. Oh. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> we used it for something else. But well, we could use it for this too. But um, there was just like a little bit of a lack of salt. Because oh, that's... Okay. Now I'm remembering. Sorry. Because there's not a lot of seasoning that happens in this recipe. Yeah. I mean... You season the chicken a little bit before you cook it, but, like, there's just not a lot of salt. So, I so I was eating a bite of it, and the chicken, after it came out, I'm like, uh, this needs, like, a little something. And actually adding the salt at the end, adding the sprinkle of salt on top, and you could use, like, a nice big finishing salt, is perfect. Because you get the, you get the the herb the honey sweetness and the saltiness like all on the surface of that chicken and it's and there wasn't even any honey in there well if there was <laughs> i have a very vivid amount ima- so vivid i could imagine how good it would be while i, I was imagine eating it. how good the honey was that i didn't put on there <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i mean yeah we, we already said it, it makes too many onions if you're making it for two people, but you can use them in a lot of stuff, though. I mean, or you could just eat more onion. Or just... eat more onion if you want. But, you, I mean, you can make, like, you could make a really good um, patty melt with that, with those leftover onions. Or, like, we put them on some leftover um, smoked pulled pork that we had, and it was fantastic. Um... You know, so you can always use that, but it's, um, 
I was gonna make a side with this, <laughs> and that did not happen. No. We had a big old. This is one of those recipes where we started to make it, and I was like trying to explain it to Nick, and he was just like, "What are you even talking about?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just picked the recipe on." you know Sunday when I was making the list of groceries and like you're welcome for providing for everything you know <laughs> no cause I so I, we didn't make it we didn't make it it made no sense I'm sure it would have been delicious just the frustration of the onions and the the inability to predict the timing of it really the frustration of having to like really modify this recipe really modify on the spot and me just kind of being like gosh dang it I picked the worst recipe and it sucks and I can't I think we ended up eating chips that night um like way after dinner maybe we probably I know we had salad blah 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 blah, you know what we did actually find it was filling that this dish does stand on its own you do not need a side with it you could do a salad and then separately have this and it's very good by itself yep um because the onions kind of serve as it's not a side but it's like integrated and it it's really good so i I don't the amount of extra food you need is proportionate to the amount of drinking you do yeah if you don't drink anything on weeknights you're probably fine with just a salad and this chicken (laughs) probably but um, this was just very, you know, I feel like all of my creative moments come with, like, a lot of emotional garbage. Like, if anybody else, like... I mean, I agree with this statement, <laughs> but continue. Anybody else, you know, used to write poems in high school, you might know what I'm talking about, where, like, your best work was when you were in a terrible down spiral, and... I do not agree with this statement. I take that back. I thought <laughs> and, uh, this was going to be more relatable. Oh, yes. Yeah, more relatable to... Well, not everybody's you, dude. Uh, I thought you were just going to talk about how when you pick a recipe for something to make and then you start doing it and you're just like, fuck, this was harder than I thought it was going to be. And then you just rage spiral because you really want it to be good, but everything's more difficult. And then we were going to talk about angsty teenage years. I was getting back to that. That's the point. I was just saying, I feel, I feel like just for me and a lot of people that have that creative process, something like this, where it's sort of a high-pressure situation because you're making food for you and somebody else, and you know they're looking at the recipe that you are trying to make and just going, this is terrible, why did you pick this? You're just internalizing all of it and trying to make, uh, you, you know, trying to make it work. So the stress is, like, on top of all of the angst and you just, it's difficult to, like, work your way through it. Um, <laughs> and this happens to me with recipes a lot, right? Because I pick stuff I don't, as Nyx will tell you, I do not fully read every word of the recipe. 20 minutes to caramelize onions. I I don't always read through the entire thing. I get a general... I'm doing this on like a Sunday because we gotta go shopping. So I'm just doing this while I'm drinking my coffee, like going through Pinterest and whatever other YouTube recipes that we have. 
and trying to plan, um, you know, all of our meals for the week. And, um, like, trying to find something new. So I come across things like this, and I'm like, this sounds great. Let's try to make this happen. But, you know, I haven't sat there and, like, read the whole thing. So then Mo- you come most, up with... Most commonly the missed thing is the marinating time. And I do check for that now. Yep. So I... <laughs> Improvements. I'm getting better. We missed out on a lot of dinners because we actually didn't read the, the fact that it said you have to marinate it for six hours and then it's like five o'clock and she's like, let's start this recipe that I haven't looked at since Sunday. Yeah, and we've tried to have Nick plan recipes for a week. And I make hamburger helper and chicken nuggets. Um, or all Asian food or all fried food. Yeah. Or all fried Asian food. Yeah. So we or meatballs. We can't let Nick plan the menu because it's not just by myself. Gonna end us in an early grave. Yeah, but it'll be a delicious grave. Yeah, I can't eat that shit every day. Yeah, I can't and don't want to are two don't different things. To. Don't want to. So, you know. Um. So yeah, I mean, I try to plan stuff because I. I try to think of healthier things, <laughs> but this is one of those things that was supposed to be healthier because it's a chicken dish. And oh, in terms of healthiness, I think you scored it on that. It's not super unhealthy. Any There's nothing about it that's super unhealthy. Uh, I think the unhealthiest part is the stock, so that's saying something. Yeah. No, it's very healthy, um, and it has a lot of taste flavors that you're going to like, so... Did I like it? Yeah, he liked it. What would you give it on a rating of 1 to 5 but no halvesies? Or would you want to talk about it more? I'm sorry. Um, I didn't have anything else to say. I, I got my onion rant out, and so like I'm just agreeing with everything else you're saying. Oh, I was going to say what else I would do for it. Oh, yeah. What else would you do so, for it? You said a dry brine? Or a wet brine? No, wet brine. So I had ideas. But you wrote dry... Oh, dry chicken. Oh, and I can't read. Okay. So I had many ideas for what I wanted to do with this recipe. Wanted to... After you found out how good it could be? Yeah, I mean, after I found out that it was worth, like, working with. Um... Yeah, so I wanted to do some prep on it, and I feel like it would be really good in a brine if you brine it with like some salt and lemon juice and honey um Ooh, some honey honey yeah and then you could get the the juiciness and sweetness in the chicken itself sweet and salty so kind of come out when you're trying to um would kind of come out when you're eating the like crispy skin and the the rosemary glazed kind of on top it, it you know so i feel like that would be really good and i wanted to um, dry. I wanted to rub the chicken because they didn't. We didn't really do this, and the recipe doesn't really call for it. But I feel like the chicken needs. There needs to be more flavor in general on the chicken. Agreed. So the chicken. Um, I feel like you could rub it with the chili powder, salt, and pepper, which are the seasonings that they call for. But like, you could go pretty heavy-handed on that. Those chili powder. Pe- chili powder was on there. Yeah. Oh, uh, it really got lost. Yeah, you could go a lot heavier. Yeah, you gotta be on it. And then, um, 
Yeah. And then just do what we did, basically. Sear it in the cast iron and add stock and roast the thing. Roast the chicken thighs. Chicken toys. Um, I mean, I think I would definitely do that again. You gotta wait a minute because those caramelized onions are a very specific flavor. But I would definitely try this again, especially with those enhancements. Yeah, I feel like the wet brine will really do something for it. And if it doesn't, oh well. It's water and lemon juice and honey. They're not expensive. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if the honey's gonna penetrate. I feel like it will. Or it'll le- it'll at least like land on the skin. It'll if you um if you like make a honey syrup almost, like a simple syrup of honey. Like if you really emulsify the honey into the water. Then it would. Don't just drizzle the honey on top. You don't have to heat the water with the honey, but he's got to blend it up well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a wet brine would work well for this. Anyway, um, those are just some enhancements that I was thinking about for it. And then um, we can go ahead and rate it. Ooh, rating. So, ease of use. This recipe was terrible. One. <laughs> um, can I go lower than one? No. Okay. I'm going to give it a two. Why? Just to be contradictory. No. Uh, no, it was a terrible recipe. The best part of the recipe was the ingredients list. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, you can throw the rest out the window of you could probably figure it out yourself from there. Yeah, just to get the ingredients and like throw away the whole thing and do your own recipe, you'd be better off. If you were just given uh, a uh, like a bowl with all of these ingredients, if this was all laid out in front of you, you could probably come up with the better version of this recipe with just these ingredients on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, taste satisfaction. Really, really good. That's got to be like a five, but only because we made it better. Uh, I'm going to say it's a four because I want to try it with oh, your modification. No, I want the honey. You're right. It's a four. Yeah. It's a four because I want the honey. Now, that's not a detriment to the recipe. It's because we just forgot about the honey. Yeah. But it, without the honey, I'd say it's a four. I'd say with the more heavy-handed seasonings, you could easily get it to a five. Yeah. Maybe it's even a three. You know what? Maybe it's a three for me. I'm going to stick it four. By memory, it might be two. Because, honestly, it was like, when I was eating it, all I could think of is what it could be. So, it probably means it wasn't that good. It was probably a three. I'm going to stick with four, but I'm easier to please. So. Yeah. Cost effective. I mean, it's a five. five. It has to be a five. Yeah. It's... it's chicken thighs and onions. It's super cheap. Very cheap things. You probably already have a lot of them. Stock. Rosemary. You can go steal that from your neighbor. They got a bush. (laughs) Um, Does rosemary grow as a bush? Yes, it's a bush. Okay. Yeah. So everything on it's cheap. It's a five. It has to be. What the fuck factor? Um, Um, Well, the reason why I stopped and looked at this is just because the flavor profile was something I hadn't really done before. It's not really that crazy, but to me, the idea of the idea of rosemary with ginger, I feel like to me that was where I was like question mark, and I wanted to see what that would be like. Hmm. 
Because I just haven't really seen that. And then, oh, but I literally looked it up because I was, I was like, this isn't, it's like an Indian based thing. So is rosemary like an Indian herb? And apparently it is. Apparently it is grown in India and used in Indian cooking. And I would never have thought that in a million years. Yeah, I've not really had any, many Indian dishes, if any, that used rosemary or at least made it one of its focal point flavors. No, but that just speaks to, like, the regionality of every country, and you just don't really know. Like, watching the Stanley Tucci documentary about Italy, where oh, he goes Stanley. to all the different, like, regions of Italy, and the food is just worlds apart. Like, there's, like, Austrian food, and um, that was the weirdest one, was, like, the Austrian food. Well, and or the just the heavy, like, mountain food not related. Like, there's the Austrian style, but then there's the heavy Italian style. Right, yeah. Because it's, you know, in the U.S., we mostly get the, like, southern, more fish and red sauce and oil pastas. And yeah. And there's a whole other world. It's just, you just never hear about you get, the vast majority of the things that they actually eat. Eat in other countries. Yeah. Yeah. You just have these weird romanticized, fetishized versions of their food. Yeah, you saw pasta. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you... I'm, but what about this recipe? What are you going to give the what the fuck on this? Like a two... It's not that weird. It's not that weird. I just was, I was gonna say it's. Pretty, I just was like, that's weird to me. I feel like I've seen this in like eight hundred restaurants as like a really standard just chicken item for somebody that doesn't like fish. You know, um, I'd say a two. You could make it a three if you added some advancements, but as. Well, we ended up serving ourselves. It was a two. Yeah, it's not that weird. Um, no, it's not that weird. Does it leftover? Not at all. No, chicken thigh is not just, leftover. Well, and you just eat it all. There's not that much. If just don't make too much because chicken thigh does not. Especially skin reheat. on. It especially skin. It does not reheat. It turns real rubbery. Yep. If you the best you could do would be to put it in the oven to reheat it, and then you're gonna end up overcooking the chicken or burning something and it's not gonna be good like (laughs) it's just chicken in general just doesn't reheat very well uh depending on what you do to it but usually slabs of chicken don't reheat very well like whole breasts yeah chicken wings chicken drumsticks chicken thigh you Um, do do it in little pieces in something and it's fine right 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 but like a bone-in chicken let's say that Bone-in chicken, well, fried chicken can. There's very most fried chicken of the time. doesn't do that well either, but uh, it depends on the fried chicken. It's. I'll debate you on that one. I just feel like chicken just doesn't very doesn't leftover very well. Um, that. So you know, but with chicken though, you can easily just buy enough for two people or. Yeah, they really do often sell. The right amount. 
Yeah, I mean, you get, like, two... You get a pack of thigh with bone and skin on. You get, like, two thighs a person. As long as you don't buy the Econo pack with the million right. pieces. And... Right. You get your standard pack, you get two thighs a person, and that's dinner. And it's not crazy. Chicken thighs are small. Yeah. So, it's very... It's easy to, like, scale, I feel like, and it's not... You you don't have to make leftovers. No. And you shouldn't. Because i give it a one. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> The caramelized onions you can repurpose into other things because they're just a blank canvas of onion, but chicken, no. 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 Um, no. Yeah, but it, this is a great example of a recipe that's not good, but was... But can be saved. Can be saved and the, inspired us to greatness. Because the, the, Have we done a recipe yet that can't be saved? No, not yet. Because well, if it can't be saved, like, I don't know if I want to talk about it. Well, I mean, we should. <laughs> I guess we, yeah, so maybe we one, one of these times we'll be like, we just totally, completely failed at doing this. And it's, it's, well, at this point, we don't often really pick anything that is going to be unsalvageable. Because we've learned. Yeah, we've we kind uh, of know uns- what's we know what's gonna work and what's not gonna work. We fucking zoodled away some recipes before. Mm-hmm. Zucchini noodles should be burned in the fiery pits of hell. And whoever wrote a sweet and sour chicken recipe that started with eight cups of ketchup. Mm. Those are the two biggest fails I've done. But we won't talk about those because I can't find those recipes. Well, yeah, we can't find the recipes and we can't remember well enough well, the process Yeah. to explain it or explain why I went wrong. But I'm sure we'll hit on something again that's just we did not like it, period. Yeah. We're also just better at cooking from experience so we can save things that are going to be bad easier. And this is one where... You had to save it, for sure. Yeah, it is. Was there anything else that you wanted to say on this? Nope. Just um, happy cooking out there, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.